0: Okay, just turn. Good morning. The most uh, commonly repeated expression by the Rebbe in Fabrenians as someone who worked in it <clears throat> most people would say the most uh, repeated line is "Amaiso Iker which is quite uh, often, absolutely, but there's something even more repeated by the Rebbe, and that's the word Teter Malosh It became so common, but Teter is, if you look in the Maramokim, it's from the Radakh, from Sefer Roshim. Uh, yes, it's an obvious thing, once you know it, that Teter is meant to give directive, but the Rebbe repeated it maybe sometimes, even 10, 15 times in one Fabrenger. Because the key point is, as the Rebbe quotes from Zayar, is that the Torah is not a book of stories, and it's not a book of history, it's not even a book of inspiration. It's a divine blueprint that God gave us, a mandate of how to live our lives. al. Bakhaim. And that is why when the Altar Rebbe said, laf leb me the with the time, because this is the essence of the time in which we're in, is the Parsha. Since we're in Hanukkah, and as the Rebbe brings from the shalah as well, that the that uh, the Yom Tavim, even those that came after Tera Shibiksav, the like Hanukkah came after Chumash, you still find the shalah says the in Pasha, Vayeshiv in these parshas, because the Yom Tavim, even though because the it emerged in a certain Tukufa in history, but Beruchnius are always there, and Tera is Kadem so being that we're living in the middle of our san Gashmiss and Ruchiniss And in all of us Because we're all part of it As the Rebbe says many, many times So Mohammed I thought appropriate To look to Chanukah What we can learn from Chanukah about It's matzav. So obviously there are many things we could say but especially when you look in Premisatei Chsiddes, which is Shem and Shabbatater connected to Hanukkah, Kislev, which proceeds a few days before Hanukkah, so in Premisatei you get, you see a whole other neshamadika perspective on the Yom <clears> That there are a few very um, glaring and obvious lessons. I'm going to focus on two main ones. First of all, what is a Muhammad from a Taylor point of view? And secondly, what exactly is uh, the Mahamah in Hanukkah specifically, which is one connected to Chokhmah? Because remember, the Yevonim didn't want to kill the Jews Islam like Homan put in, like the Levush says. But it was was There's lashkichem teira secha, lavira mechukeh teynecha. They had no problem with teira Mitzvah as philosophy and a moral code. They had a problem that it's, uh, you're, you're associating with Kedusha. That's the Ebristah's tale. It's the Ebristah's mitzvahs. The critical importance of why having Hashem in the picture is so vital. And this can, so, the, so these two things can teach us both, as I said, lessons about M'cham itself. And um, secondly, also lessons about another war that's taking place. And that's in the world of academia. It talking about the campuses and the universities, Ivy League, Harvard, MIT, um, uh, Penn, Penn State, and so on. Of Penn, the different universities, which makes it even more uh, disturbing because it's supposed to be a place of intelligence and objectivity. And when you see anti-Semitism and hatred, you, um, it exposes many things. I think we can learn from Hanukkah tremendous lessons in both these uh, areas. So, basically, one is a Muhammad big that we have to fight against, unfortunately, um, <coughs> enemies that want to hurt us or kill us. The second is a Muhammad Rukhnis, which is a Muhammad over our minds, over ideology of how to understand things, how to look at the world. So, let me uh, begin with two quotes from my modern, it's my modern that asked the question. This is the Alter Rebbe in and in Hanukkah Ma'amorim, and the Mitle Rebbe, especially in Shari Eira, elaborates on the Alter Rebbe's Ma'amorim. The big question is this. We know that the whole Nes happened because there was a Mulchama, the Mulchama of the Yuvonim, and then the Maccabees, Yehuda Maccabee, and then they, uh, they the Chashminoim, went and fought against the Yuvonim, and they were able to take control, take, re, take, retake control of the base Amikdash. And then they were able, they were able to cleanse it from their desecration and their defilement. And that's when the story continues that they found the Pach Shem and cruse of Oil that was, that was Nechtam, was sealed with the Ches Mishal and the seal of the high priest. And the miracle was they found that Pach Shem and the second miracle that they burned for eight days until they were able to create and produce new oil. And that's where my Hanukkah says, the Gemara is that, the Pach Hashemin. And how do we celebrate it? Through Neidah's Hanukkah. That's the Mitzvah of Hanukkah, is Neidah's Hanukkah. And almost no mention is made of the Muhammad and the it's Muhammad. Yeah, some say in Neidah's al the Nusach al We don't say it, but some do. We do say in um, al we do mention Muhammad, we mention biyat But beyond that, it's not really. There's no zecher for it, even though it seems to be the Sibet, Because if the mechamah was not one, you could not be able to light the meneh. The menehda seems to be incidental with, in general, the Hanukkahs and and Hanukkahs Ha and so on. That's incidental as a result of the nitzachah and Like by it's Mitzrayim, for instance, we celebrate the Yitzchias Mizma Mitzrayim. That's the Ikit. The things that came afterwards are Pratim, maybe, important ones. But the main thing is they left Gola, they left Gola's Mitzrayim, they were redeemed. And that's the Zechelitzitz Mitzrayim and the Mitzvahs, all the Mitzvahs connected to it, including, of course, the Seder, Pesach, and so on. But here, it doesn't seem that the Nitzach Muhammad is mentioned at all, or at least commemorated in any significant way. Instead, it seems like they, they chose one thing, the lighting of the Menorah. That's the Altarabist question that Mitlareb elaborates. And the nukudus of the Terraces, the of The answer is because the mohama of the Ivanim was exactly that. It was a mohama over Nair, mitzvah over It wasn't a mohama Gashmis. It was a So when you win a Muhammad like that, it's an ideological war. An ideological war was all about er. That was the war about er about ruchniy. And as a result, therefore, mitzvah, the mitzvah of lighting candles chan- chan- khan- made Licht is not incidental. That is the teichn of the whole thing. And that was their defilement of the oil. And their, uh, their not allowing to be the mitzvah mitzvot, tereh, the way it's supposed to be lit. That was the Muhammad. So if it was a Muhammad Stam, they hated Jews, let's say, Homan, i say Stam, or Parim there it was a different type of Muhammad. Here it was a Muhammad over the Shaman, Neir Hashem nishmasadam, again Neir Hashem nishmasadam, and So the mitzvah I believe, is something like the Muhammad is. So since that's the Muhammad and the Nitzachim, therefore, as a result, how do you honor it? You don't just mention and remember that they won a war. You, you light them a because that is the best symbol and the best way to uh, demonstrate the victory. Okay. But obviously, we need to understand what that means a little more. So this brings us to the second point that I made, and I'll connect it in a moment, and that is, so what exactly was the Muhammad? So the Avonim, the Greeks, were known to be great philosophers and great thinkers. You have Aristotle, you have Socrates, you have Plato, you have many of the first, you know, the first philosophers in history come from Greece. And, and their uh, approach to life was that intellectualism, which is what makes a human being superior, is the main thing that you have to aspire to. Now, that sounds good. As a matter of fact, uh, hardly you can say that Ambam says the same thing. Seichel is the highest thing. That's what makes Amadabr uh, Amadabr. That's what distinguishes us from Semeh, from Damim, Semeh and Chai. But there's also the other side. Remember, Chetay Sadas was about Das. was not a Muhammad, was not a uh, sin of uh, Midas. Called das, tevera, das, So you see the word das, seichel, can be in Tevara and ends up creating many, many problems. You know, when a person has seichel, if they use it the wrong way, it can be far more destructive than someone that doesn't have seichel. As we've seen in history, the smarter the person, the more destructive, the more corrupt they can be. Because they also use seichel to be in, in wily and shrewd and deceptive, like the Nochash HaKadmeni was, and, um, and they also know how to cover their tracks and, and find excuses for everything. So when it says, Ashechid, Ya'aver ya HaChamim, Ya'aver Enich HaChamim, the, the Rebbe always asks the question, if it's Ya'aver Enich HaChamim and of Divre Tzadikim, then why they call HaChamim and Tzadikim? And the Tere Semis calls the person Achochim and Tzadik, And the answer is because that's exactly what bias, prejudice, Shechid does. When a person is prejudiced, even a Chachm, the greatest Chachm, will be ene chacham. It's not a big Chiddush to say that a Tipish can be swayed. But a Chachm, when a Chachm is swayed, is far, far worse. Because as I said, the Chachm that is used in the wrong way, and he's smart enough to sometimes even hide his, cover his tracks, like I said, could justify anything. When you look at the 20th century in, the, in Germany, the greatest philosophers and musicians and artists and and composers and authors came from Germany. Germany was considered to be like the Greeks in time of Hanukkah, before Hanukkah. And look what happened. I don't want to quote some of the chilling statements from some of those big thinkers that are still today considered great thinkers. And when they joined the Nazi party, how they justified, how they explained, and they never recanted, they never changed their positions after the war. And what did they end up doing? Not only giving cover to, these, to the Iash Shamam, the Nazis, but they also helped develop methods. Look, no one have developed a method of killing as good as the Germans did. Efficient, clean, KhmarLalan, obviously, how they see it, in a way that they can kill the most people in the least amount of time, and without causing too much anguish to the killers. Yeah, I'm not going to go through all the details. Everyone knows this, the story. This came from chokhmah. This didn't come from some savage tribe in Africa or in third world countries that we dismiss as being uh, primitive. This came from deep chokhmah. So, if you want how chokhmah can be distorted, why het eitzadas was the problem? It wasn't that other Mahav had some type of taiva mitamol for some gash misdike pleasure. They wanted knowledge. They wanted to no know good and evil, and that's what the noches convinced them that Hashem doesn't want you to know what He knows. So they were seeking knowledge. The problem is, if knowledge is not guided and not uh, directed and harnessed by some higher purpose, it can become literally the most destructive weapon possible. Like it says, The greater the person, the greater the power, the more destructive it can be. You know, a bomb is a bomb. An atom bomb, a nuclear bomb, can create so much more destruction because precisely the more powerful it is, a fire... If harness is necessary for life, we need fire, we need warmth. But if a fire gets out of control, it's the biggest destroyer. If the sun were just a few miles closer to earth, it would burn up the earth. If it was a few miles further from earth, it would freeze the earth. It has to be a perfect balance. We call Chesed and Vooda balance. That there isn't, it's not too close, it's not too distant. So the Yavanim saw the Jewish people as a threat in this context. Just like Haman saw Mordechai as a threat, but by him it turned into a war against the Gashmi, the bodies of the Eden. Wanted to kill them all. By the Yavonim, what they were despising, the idea that Eden would not accept that we're just another philosophical group of people with moral code. No, that we have a God and we have Kedusha. Marriage is Kedushin. it that's what bothered them. Why are you turning to something so-called, what they would call, beyond, irrational And the answer is a very obvious one. Because without that, not just because you believe in Hashem, without it, who keeps morality uh, honest? You can suddenly become the most immoral person and justify everything. As the Rebbe explains, uh, why the Aserah begin with, Anoiche Hashem Malikecho. Most of the Aserah the later ones especially, are all logical mitzvahs. Leisignev, they sinof what do you need as the Asad? The Rebbe says clearly, he actually quotes what I just said, what happened during, during in Germany and in Europe, that if you don't have the as the foundation, then who decides what's what happens if you decide that a certain human beings are like bacteria, or like vermin, or like rodents, which is exactly what the, the Germans said about the Jews and other unwanted, and you decide it's not you're just destroying uh, germs. <clears throat> you know, when uh, when there's an infection inside of a human body and the white blood cells turn on it to protect our body, we don't call that murder. That's called healing. So if you want to really use Seychelles, you can, you can dismiss, you can determine. You know, these people are not are inferior. They contaminate our Aryan pure race. What's your Seychelles argument against that? The only Seychelles argument is who gave you the right to do that? You know, I can do the same to you, but that's more of a coexistence, right? The only answer is because there's only one Creator, and the Abrahster gave everyone life, and He decides who is holy and who is not, and who is worthy and who's not worthy. Humans can't take that into their own hands. By contrast, just to show a secular example, the United States Constitution, or let's say the Declaration of Independence, taken straight from the Torah, says the first thing is we find these truths self-evident. And the first is that all men are created equal. By all men, they mean all people. And all people are created equal and are endowed by the Creator. This is not my words, the words of the founding fathers. Endowed by the Creator with inalienable rights. It means rights that you can never take away from them. Because they're given by the Creator. So I asked a number of constitutional scholars and legal uh, experts. I said, why did they? We know that in the United States there's separation of church and state. So why would they put the word creator twice in the Declaration of Independence? They could have said easily, all men are born equal, all men are equal, created equal, and the creator. So I never found a, anyone that gave me an answer that was like, my own speculation is very simple. It's actually taken from some of the Rebbe Sichas, the mems, when the Rebbe spoke about this a lot. So, the rabbis, so basically the point is because they were saying, you take away creator, the how do you know it's going to be equal? If I and a group of people decide to give you certain rights, I can come one day, or my children are grandchildren, and say, we're taking away these rights. Just like I gave them to you, Take away. But once you say the creator gave the rights, no one is a creator. There's only one, one Beit And therefore, nobody can take away these rights. So they were basically putting in an ironclad clause that would guarantee that these rights would be absolute and not up for election and not up for majority. Majority of the United States are not Jewish. So they can decide, one day the Jews are a minority and we don't have equal rights. But once they put that in creator, it changes the whole picture. Now you can say, can the Declaration of Independence be changed? It's another discussion, not for here. But no one's changing it so fast. Because that's like the whole you of this country. And once you change that, then what are you write? That, which people are excluded. It's the whole basis. That's why the Rebbe called the United States a Malchush al-Chesed. As a matter of fact, if you want to look up interesting sikh B'Shalach Tov Shemem, the Rebbe even associates like a, min, a certain type of Ruach HaKedush to the founding fathers who were Goyim, mind you. The Rebbe says there, it brings the Urim V'tumim, the famous Urim V'tumim. I'm saying this since we're talking. I think i quoted it a number of times here and other places. The Rebbe brings there the Urim V'tumim writes Sefer Urim V'tumim, that when we say Abdiyuk Rashi or Rambam, today, and it's a deal that nobody ever was medayik. Does Rashi and Rambam know all the chiddushim we would say in their in their vo- words? So the answer is no. Just like Moshe, not necessarily knew consciously everything. It's the l'meishem call him. But since since it comes misaid Hashem hiskel, meaning the to gave keiach, and Rambam, the Rashi, and other such gedolim were Yerushalmayim, so the to implanted that what they would write. Would have an emiss in them that later others can be medayik that they themselves Ashid Dama would hear a chiddush in a base medrash today and would say Oh wow I didn't even realize that. So then instead said if that's the case with Balipchira, Noemi Mitzumin writes how much more so not Balipchira, the founding fathers of the United States that they are able to put into them a certain intelligence to write the Declaration of Independence and these ideas that ultimately become the foundations of this country. Check it out. I know it's pretty shocking to hear. The first time you hear it, but it's not my words that ever says it. So that's why I have the, the I take the full bread kai, to be able to chazer that that what that that in other words. So you see here that a great country, not even talking tater based or, or anything religious, is understands the importance of aneche Hashem lekecha exactly what the Yavonim were fighting. They don't want the You want to talk lesignif fine but we all know as I said, once you take away the foundation then all morality becomes what we call moral relativism. It's relative. You also know the Greeks, I don't know if you know this, they considered Jews barbaric because the Jews were fused when a child was born with a handicap, with a Down syndrome or other handicap. They're, they thought it was compassionate and humane to kill the child. They would throw those children down mountains in order to... to, to, to First of all, to preserve the family from so much agmesh nefesh, and also to save the child from aggravation. They thought that was humane. The Jews refused to do that, obviously. And they thought the Jews were barbaric. Today you tell this to someone, don't say anything, say, what do you think about this idea of, of killing all children that are born with some defect or so on? Most people will be shocked. And then tell them that the advanced Greeks felt that way. Because without a God, you can come up with any logic. Of course you can make a logical argument, that yes, it's painful to kill a child, but you know what? The child's going to go through even more pain if you let them live and so on. But this is not up to us. This is matters of life and death that God creates, and we don't mix into that, just like we also don't mix into euthanasia and mercy killing or di- killing someone or allowing them to die um, on all the different hal- I mean, there are halachas, obviously, that you have to look up, and I'm not going through all the details. But the general approach is life is sacred, not because we made it sacred, you're not even allowed to hurt yourself. You're not even you You're not even allowed to be, mutilate yourself because the body, as the Rabbah says, is It's not your body. It's not your property. Why are you touching your own property? That's why tattoos and all cremation and all the other explanations. Why a person is not even not. I'm hurting myself. No one else is being hurt. What, what do you What do you care if I? Uh, if I uh, if I mutilate myself, or I make a scar, or I uh, may engrave a tattoo in my body, it's not your body. That's even the body, let alone the neshamah. And this is what the Yavonim are opposed to. So this was ideological war. So we say near mitzvah er, Ner Hashem we're not just saying you have a soul and you are doing a mitzvah and a It's a lichtik tera. It's a tera of licht of getlachalicht. It's about bringing godliness into this world. It's more than just being a good person. Part of it is, yes, Zdok is uh, every Bar knows Zedok is the righteous thing to do. But it's much deeper than that. You're changing the world the way God wants you to change it. That's why it's a good thing to do. The other way around, is the Ebershter first to give the mitzvahs. That's why they're good for us. It's not because they're good for us. That's why the Eberstev gave it to us. It starts from the Lamaila. And that was the battle. That was the real war. So the Mishavnim, the Hellenists, what they call, and those... Went with that approach. They're not the first, by the way. In history, you find before, and especially later, unfortunately, even in the Jewish world, you found thinkers who also came to such a conclusion, we don't need a God, or we don't need at least that type of enigma vade. We're logical people, and we can get inspiration from Teda without, you don't have to designate it as Kedusha, Sateh. is leches of v'gei kodesh. Why do you bring Kedusha into it? So let's take it back now to where we are today and the two things I was going to address. First is, what is a Muhammad? Why, why are we at war? So obviously the first answer everyone will say self-defense. We were attacked on Shemini Atzaitis, or what they call October 7th, by murderous uh, savages in the most horrible and uh, brutal fashion. But even if not brutal fashion, it doesn't matter. They killed us for no reason, innocent Jews, and they're ready to kill any Jew. So what do you have to do? You have to protect yourself. What are you supposed to do? Korach Nefesh. It's not we want to go to war. Our enemies forced us into war. So then what's the victory of this war, then, you would say, is getting rid of them. Eradicating Hamas, eradicating all those that choose to harm us. And make sure it never happens again. That's where you hear the headlines. That's what this war is about. And we'll go all the way till the end until we finish the job. Obviously, hostages complicate matters. Yeah, I'm not going into all the details of the strategies involved. But that's the Kudus Advar. And also from a halacha point of view, It's actually the whole Sima Shed Haftes is about that, that the Rebbe would bring because you're dealing with an enemy. A sworn enemy has different laws. And Halavai, Israel was smart enough, and they didn't wait to Rahman al-Islam what happened. But fine. But now it's very clear what needs to be done. But is that really the ultimate nitzachim? The truth is, no, Hanukkah tells us, that's not the nesachim, that's only the surmara. That's like saying a, pa- a, a patient, God forbid, is bleeding, and had an accident, you take them to emergency room, you stop the bleeding. That's a given that you have to stop the bleeding and, and, bring, and bring the person back to a, he- a healed place. Meaning, in this case, eradicate this cancer, and eradicate this evil that is, can harm in. That's a pushless thing, but that's not the what ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is to get the patient back to a healthy person, that's even, great, that's even stronger than before this whole thing happened. What that means in our case, what is really the netzachan of Eden? What are we really fighting for? I mean, if you just want to be convenient, we can just say, al-Islam, let's pick ourselves up, tell 8 million Jews in Israel, pack your bags, and move to America move to who knows where. Actually, that's a big question, where to go, who's going to take you. But an but in Indian? why do you have to live among 500 million Arabs and Muslims who hate you? or at least many of them do. And why do you have to be in such a jungle? Go find a peaceful place and retire somewhere. No, but what's, so what's the answer to that? Because we, we happen to be here? It's like the French happen to be in France? Or because of, like, the English happen to be in in, U, in the UK or Americans in the United States? No, that's not the case. Americans actually in the United States are not natives. They kill the natives. You know, in an Eretz Yisrael, are bound inextricably in the most powerful way because it represents something. Yisrael, as we learned a few parashas back, it represents Kedusha, HaKedush, Am Kedush, that the Ebers chose a part of this world and said, I'm going to give it special Kedusha, and I'm choosing a part of this world called Am Yisrael, I'm giving it special, Mamlech HaSkeim great Kedush, and its mission is to bring Kedusha in this world so bring near mitzvah to the air that's the whole reason that isn't are here on this earth and that's the whole reason that that are given us this say tade varasham irshalaim that's the goal to be a basic based feel of the kol alam as the soul should be a maker of 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 hayes and bracha and kedushah to the whole world that's why it says medrash asidaz the soul that dispatch the kol rotzos what does that mean that's not going a world conquest, that we're going to conquer. No, it means the Gedusha of Eretz will permeate the whole world. And Eretz Yisrael, Yerushalayim, will be in the special of Eretz Yisrael. It's all the beauty in it. But the point being is, there's a, there's a mission here. The ultimate goal of Eretz and Eden is not just getting rid of enemies. That is a necessity, because unfortunately, this world, just like the Mitzvah Yisrael, you need to do what has to be done. You have to weed the garden to get rid of the, the, the tumen. But our goal is not just the uh, the our goal is Oritz Hashem, So, as such, if you think about it, then that's when you see some of the soldiers, many of the soldiers, when you see them celebrating Hanukkah or other Yom Tevim or Shabbos. It's such an unbelievable scene because they, like you see, they recognize that Eden are not just, not just fighting a war like other soldiers fight a war. This is our, uh, we're we are Am Kodesh, we're people of light. And we're here to bring light. Unfortunately, make a dinner by Tachtainim. could be a cheshach, a kofl, as the Altar Rebbe says. And you have to go by Muhammad with Muhammad Gashmiyas and Muhammad Ruchnius. Just like we have a Muhammad with our Nefesh Abames. But never forget, Chanukah tells us that the real war is not about Anetzachim on Muhammad alone. It's about Ner Mitzvah and Halavai, the leaders in that Nets would say this openly. It's one of the things that I've always had Tainas on, that was the biggest thing. But you can understand that was the real reason that there was anti-Zionist uh, movements before Etzisrael became a country, a state, because it, it was felt that secular Zionism is lacking the Mitzvah Tereh. It was like, in a way, like the Missyavnim. It was a, a homeland, a nationalistic land, a homeland for Jews. Those are all good things. But if you're lacking the Abish the to give you this land, then you end up becoming a land that is a secular land. I'm not here to talk in negative ways, but I'm just pointing out that Hanukkah, Mahmash teaches us what a real mochum is. The mochum is not about war. The mochum is about ner mitzvah terer. In many ways, the enemy, whether it's Hamas today, or the Nazis Amal, or Homan, or Pare, whoever may have been through history, what were they fighting? They were fighting the Eden, who are meant to bring Kedusha to this world. So they're like the the Umazah. So you're fighting... Not just to protect, don't just don't just don't kill me, no. Our goal actually is to transform the Christian world and the Muslim world and the Arab world to become gam yashlimite, says in the Gemara Nochash, the Nochash al will be a shamash godlossed lovey. No, it's not just enough to destroy the Nochash. You have to make the Nochash into a shamash I know we're not there yet quite, but that's the ultimate goal and that's what it has to be thinking about on Hanukkah. So, when someone asks you, what well, we're really fighting for, we're fighting for what God wants us uh, to bring, bring peace to the world. We're fighting for Shalom B'Aelom, Kolater Le Nit Shalom B'Aelom, as the Rambam brings us of Helchis Hanukkah, Hanukkah, Dafkin Shalom. So, that's one key thing we can learn from Hanukkah. The second point, let me go to the academia thing. What is lacking, I said before, with Anauta Nechiah Shemelekechah, you can't really have a moral code that will stand in absolute ways. You can always find ways to... Here, that's just a quote. Not that you have to know the news or that you're following the news, but uh, I happened to chatos in the I did see some of the news going on. So you hear, when a question is asked to presidents of the major universities in this country, simple question, is calling for the genocide of the Jewish people, does that defy the laws of your university of discrimination? And when someone cannot answer absolutely, and the answer depends on the context. Basically, murdering Jews is a right or wrong. And someone says depends on context, you understand what that means. Imagine you replace the word Jews with blacks. Someone calling for the murder of all blacks, for the murder of all transgender, for the murder of all uh, LGBTQ, whatever the difference, to murder them all. What do you think would happen? I don't think anybody would have, even have a meaning of what would happen. The uproar? People being fired, canceled, whatever they call it? Le Kent and Jew, suddenly it's context. You tell me if that's not an academic distortion of the greatest, that, that's exactly what the, the professors and the philosophers, when the Nazis first came to power, you know what they did? They went to a university called the University of Frankfurt, because it was one of the universities in Germany that was known to be very liberal and very enlightened, and they knew if they, can't, if they can ca- ca- capture their attention and control them, they know they can control the, the minds of the country. they needed to control the professors, the teachers, the writers, the thinkers, the influencers. And they had no problem. The Nazis took control and they announced that we are going to fire all Jewish professors, all Jewish students will be expelled. Now, not only was there no protest from the professors in the room, the non-Jewish ones, they all like accepted. One of them said, okay, very interesting. We hear what you're saying. And one of them even said, will we still have funding for physiological uh, research? That was their biggest question. <laughs> no one even brought up a moral question. It's exactly the same thing. Is genocide killing Jews? Depends on context. So I'm not getting down to the politics of these presidents and their universities. How is this possible? Hanukkah tells you why it's possible because there's no... And who can it that's why the big mitzvah, why was Shemin? We all know Shemin T'chuyah B'Tzibur. Yolari used uh, Shemin Tomei for a Tzibur in the Beis HaMikdosh. So what was the big thing? So they didn't find the Pach Shemin beches Mishul Kangod. So different Svarim talk about the Surah HaSadir, some speak about Aves HaShem to Eden and Eden to Eberster. But on a very Pashtun's level is because the whole point of oil, See this explains oil is Chochmeh, Shemin is Chochmeh. Now, Besides Shemin mishka, or Shemin HaKedosh, uh, then Shemin is holy. But Shemin Bechlal, like the oil that you use before you, make a, uh, before you light a Hanukkah candle, is Chol, it's Cholid. It's Klipasnega in the language of Chesidus. So what is it, the mitzvah? To take Klipasnega, the chachma Sichlis of Seichel Nushi, and to turn it into fuel, that's what oil is, that follows the wick of the Nefesh Shalakis to create the Eish. Neir Hashem, Nish Basadim, Neir Mitzvah That's what this explains it. So Shemin can go both ways. Shemin includes Chochmets HaCheshben, mathematics, astronomy, medicine, and so on. That can be used in a destructive way if you don't direct it toward godly purposes. It's exactly what you see going on in the university. <laughs> and Leiner Gisa, when you direct it, it becomes a mitzvah, Neir Hanukkah. And that's what Hanukkah is about. It's not ignoring Seichel Anushi. It's not, it's not destroying it. It's harnessing it. It's channeling it to become Seichel Anushi, to become a Seichel eliki. And if you don't have the eliki part, we see now in the most clearest way possible what goes on in our universities because they have taken out the God equation. We're not talking about necessarily religion per se. We're talking about understanding that Seichel is not ours. That you are answering as Alta Rebbe says in Peirik Hey in Hagah and Tanya, that he Shemaiti Mimeri from the Magid, that Chochma is the place where that was full of vade ultimately is a is a tool to recognize Einayim Malvade that there's something greater than ourselves. Take away the idea of Ayin Rei of Ezer Shamas in the language that the Rebbe used a lot in the Mems. Take away the idea that it's Miusit Shem Misum Leinech on and something just Seichel Anushi. You're always going to get into trouble because Seichel can always distort things as soon as you're in the gay bedoven. So, Bekitzen Nimrits Chanakah, I mean, it's, it's so obvious that when you read them, I'm Mamish lessons in the gay to our life today. And also, Isi is that you could use with anyone and explaining what exactly is going on in the world today. Why is there lack of moral clarity, a moral compass? Because it's missing the the Chanakah message, which is the Shemin to Gdusha, that to turn the Shemin into Gdusha. Until the kus and to name mitzvah v'teira er. So, okay, so the Ebrester should help that we should feel very bizeich. Not just ruah how tum avim in the orders, but all the orders dayas Hashem k'mayim liyom achas. And it's interesting the word is dayas Hashem. The pasuk says lo yerev v'le yashchisu b'chol harkotshi. So not just daya, all the orders daya k'mayim liyom mechamud dayas Hashem, because daya itself, like we just discussed, can go in different directions. If you want to guarantee Loya yerev v'le yashchisu. No more destruction, no more evil. You have to have the Hashem in the De- Das Hashem. That's what creates the real bittul. We should already be zeicher. We don't have a frail chanukah. Able to protect <laughs> Leyonu Leishah Shemi Yisro, especially now it's Yisro. Now it's Hasharei Hashem al Kachabam. We should already be zeicher to the Gurula. the rage of the new relationship?